It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Bar and Grill in the title. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me from suburbia, suburbia, Pennsylvania. Carol Cool, how you doing, Carol? I'm just peachy. How are you? I am delightful. Uh, recorded with Sam a little bit ago. We got into, uh, I, I, I name checked uh, your niece chicken in the episode, um, called her out as, as at the moment, chicken is our youngest voluntary listener to the show. Yes. We have a, a lot of younger involuntary, uh, uh, involuntary <laughs> listeners because they are strapped in car seats uh while parents are driving to work listening to this here podcast um but so far chicken is the youngest she's displaced listener emily um i don't know if there's going to be like some beef between the two of them because i mean Maybe. that was that was pretty hollowed ground that emily held there for a while as our our youngest voluntary listener and now and now chicken has overtaken her um, and, and Sam and I got into some discussion on where the nickname chicken came from. We, we, we thought maybe, maybe she was really scared of things. Um, <laughs> because that's how some, that some nicknames, <laughs> some, that's how some nicknames come along. Uh, then I thought maybe she was really brave, uh, because, you know, some people get nicknames like the, the exact opposite, like the, the really big guys nicknamed like Tiny, Marty that kind of, thing. kind of thing too. Like, yeah. Don't call me yeah. Chicken. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then I thought maybe, maybe she looked and or sounded like famous Looney, Looney Tunes cartoon character, Foghorn Leghorn. I mean, maybe she was like, I say, I say, I say, um, that maybe, would be amazing. Cause I love, I, him, I, th- so. <laughs> I thought so too, but, but it turns out, um, that's not, not the origins of her, of her nickname. So why don't you, why don't you tell listeners, um, because I'm sure when chicken listens to this episode, she won't be embarrassed in the, in the least that our, our tens of thousands of listeners are, are hearing about her, her nickname origins. So what's, uh, what's the nickname, what's the origin story of the nickname chicken? The origin story of the name chicken. It's, It's pretty straightforward, but as it turns out, we have like some kind of, um, poultry thing going on um my older daughter's nickname is peep for a lot of people in my family because um when she was a baby she would like open her eyes a little bit and i would ask do we have peepers like can you see eyes and it turned into peep which went along nicely with chicken um chicken actually didn't get the nickname chicken until she was probably more like a toddler and it was simply because as she was 
growing up into the lovely young lady that she is, she just has incredibly long, thin legs. Just chicken legs. So her name's Chicken. So she got the name when she was a toddler. So she's been walking around, literally walking around with this yeah. nickname for what, uh, 13, 13 and a half years now. Yeah, I um, believe it started out as Monkey, actually. Oh, this is another thing. I'm pretty sure that it's actually my brother, now that I'm thinking about this, that gives everybody these nicknames. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger daughter's nickname is That Baby. <laughs> because he couldn't <laughs> think of what for her, and he still calls her that. So she's like eight and a half, but she's That Baby. Um, but yeah, Chicken, she's just so, very long legs. So Chicken, if you're listening... Uh, send me a, a voicemail or a text at 228-363-6737 and let me know, let me know a couple things. Let me know one, how you how you feel about being name checked in this here podcast. Two, how you feel about the nickname chicken as a as a uh, look, 15, you're you're a fucking young adult now. So as a young adult moving into adulthood, are you gonna are you going to try to disown the nickname chicken or are you going to wear it proudly as you move into young adulthood and then adulthood and then senility? Um, I mean, is this going to be a life long? Are you going to chicken? Are you going to be like um, 95 years old in the the I, I assume nursing home run by AI where service robots are hovering oh, around yeah. meeting all of your old lady needs and they're going to, and, and chicken is going to be right there. It's it's not going to be written down in English because everything will be in barcodes uh, by then for, for our, our, for our AI overlords. Um, but are you still going to go by chicken then when, when the computers are taking care of you in your old age? Uh, love to know what you think chicken. That's two, two, eight, three, six, three, six, seven, three seven you think uh you think chicken is gonna check in with us she might send you a text you never know <laughs> i was like she said that she was gonna poke her head i said go ahead but i'll put you on she's like never mind <laughs> <laughs> chicken as our youngest voluntary listener you are welcome to uh to join us in an episode anytime you want um heck i'll look chicken if you want to want to want to message me we can check we can hook up um on on a zoom and do an episode where we talk about aunt carol um oh, and and you can you can dish the dirt on her if you want to i think that might be delightful uh i'm sure listeners you know we did the uh, whole thing early learning journey things with uh with tamar but i'm sure chicken's got some stories <laughs> she could add um <clears throat> so well, I'll be yeah. like, all right, fine. But as long as they're ones she's observed and not just things that her mother has told her because I can't verify they're all true. <laughs> oh, no, we 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 don't look. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows that we don't verify things that we say to make sure they're true. That, <laughs> there isn't, there's no fact checkers um, here there's at the no Child Care Bar and Girl podcast. Um, uh, so I wanted to talk. I, I've been, I, I look, I put out a call for, for parent uh, handbooks from programs. I got a bunch from listeners. I went on the internets and and randomly collected a bunch myself. So right now I've got 120-ish parent handbooks. I've been put together a put together a spreadsheet. Um you love us. Of course, because that's play for me. As as I've been going through all of them uh and 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 jotting down notes of all of them then i'll give them all a, a more solid read as i'm i'm building some trainings and other other tools around better policies and procedures for programs but uh one thing i've i've been paying attention to is the 
the classroom management slash discipline slash behavior policies in, in, in of programs. Um, and, and I thought it might be fun to spend an episode or two looking at some of those. But first, another thing, a, a subcategory of that that I've noticed, Carol, is that um, I'm, 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 I'm filibustering here because I'm trying to share a screen, but make sure I share the right screen, um, is that programs are a, a, apparently, uh, rebranding timeout now. Oh, that's been happening for some time. So what do you, I mean, look, I'm, I have used timeout. I have probably written program policies that were supportive of timeout because I've been here for a long, long time <laughs> in early learning, but I've come to my senses and timeout is, they say it's not punitive, but timeout is 100% punitive. Yeah, how is it um, uh, They They say, I, I mean, a lot of programs, they have this clause in there that we don't use corporal punishment or any, any, any discipline blah 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 policy that that belittle or or isolate or, shame, or whatever yeah. or shame children but no. timeout timeout does timeout does all does of those all of things yeah um timeout it's such a pretty chair they're using Jeff. yeah yeah sure sure um i mean is it is it better than than whacking the child with a spatula absolutely but when it comes to being developmentally appropriate and and child friendly and and effective there are there are better choices and and yet we persist. So uh um I pulled to get some of the names I've heard for tell me what you think of these and, and throw in any that you've 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 seen or heard. Um time away. Oh I have heard of that one. Hey, That's... what where where's where's Billy? Oh, he's having some time away. Time away. Um, it sounds so restful and tranquil, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and I think th that's coming from parents taking their own timeouts and thinking how much it helps them. I think that's where this sure. is coming from. It's like, it's it's great. You'll love it. It's like, that's not an adult. <laughs> that's a three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And oh, by the way, I'm, I'm reading in early learning program handbooks where uh, I'm away um, and time out and the rest of this uh, is is being used at children under two years old oh. as well um <laughs> which which sounds emotionally devastating to to me and um so time away uh quiet time um that one I haven't again, time out used as that and my experience is it's not you can call it that but if a child does not want to be in time out even calling it quiet time does not make it yeah. quiet um i my my experience is that children who don't want to especially if you haven't broken their spirit yet because i think yeah. one of the one of the goals of time out is to break the spirit of the spirited child isn't it yeah, and I think it's just super annoying to me because people are like they're mad at the kid for not knowing better, for sure. not knowing that they should have done better. But at the same time, they think they're too stupid to know that if they call it quiet time, that it's not a timeout. Like, is the kid should the kid does the kid know everything and it's just messing with you, or is the kid a moron? Like, 
you can't have it both ways. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. So some kids that spend a lot of time in the timeout chair, or they're, uh, I, I think they get labeled as they're they're like super villains. The 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 caregiver yeah. it becomes they, their they, throne, they, their villain throne. Just... Yeah, and and they they turn around slowly in that rotating villain chair, and they're they're petting a white cat as they rotate yeah. around and uh, and decide that they're going to spill the purple paint on the. Uh, on the, yeah. I don't know why there's a, a white area rug in the preschool classroom the when there's now, also purple so. paint, but uh, <laughs> it's the kid's fault for spilling the paint on it, not the adult's fault for putting that rug in there. Right. Um, so quiet time can be quite noisy when the child's spirit hasn't been broken and they're making their their desire not to be in timeout known is, has been my, my observation. Uh, how about this one? Renewal time. Oh, man. It's like a Harry Krishna thing. What is happening there? <laughs> Renewal time. I, I, for me, that how one has. They... Oh, go ahead. I'm just like, how? Who came up with that one? Like, yeah, uh, so, somebody with a thesaurus. <laughs> for me, this looks like. Um, I mean, renewal time. This is like going to a to a spa, right? You're you're sitting. You got your your That's feet are soaking. Like... We're getting your a facial. Are, What's happening? Yeah, your your feet are soaking in the in the water with those little fish that eat the uh, the calluses off your off your toes. Um, and and no thanks, it, but okay. uh, and and you've got a you've got a you've got a a, a mud mask on, and uh, and maybe maybe somebody's putting hot rocks on your shoulders. Um, renewal renewal time sounds delightful. I mean, but I, I think again, like you mentioned earlier, this is this is an adult. V- wish for what this yeah. time would be like that's what the teacher wishes they were doing that's I, what I mean, yeah how many how many three-year-olds walk away from their their sentence to time out fe- feeling renewed yeah oh man i just feel so renewed oh i, I reflected i reflected on my misbehavior and i've really come to terms with it and i feel so fresh and renewed time to hit the sandbox um said no yeah. child fucking ever <laughs> Um, they take their cucumbers off of their eyes and just yeah, continue yeah. on with their art project. <laughs> like what? Yeah, they take, yeah. You could. I mean, after you, after you have your uh, your cucumbers on your eyes in renewal time, you can use them for for as paint stamps um, over in the yeah. over in the craft area. Honest, I'm like that would probably work better if a kid was flipping out. You're like, you want to put some cucumbers on your eyes? It would probably stop. Them. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> cucumber <laughs> like, time. Um, <laughs> And then the last one I've got on my list is, is uh, the lonely chair. Wow, that's just like insult to injury. That one. So uh, the child, the child who couldn't behave, would be sentenced to to the lonely chair. <laughs> thinking chair didn't make this list. That's the other thing I'm thinking. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't run across it yet. But uh, you haven't I've, run across I've... the thinking chair. That's the most popular. No, that's the, it's not a timeout. They're just going to, when they're ready to come back, they can come back, but they're going to go there and think. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're going to be thinking, what the hell did I do? That's the only thing they're no. thinking when they're sitting there. Why am I, why am I being, why am I being why punished? Why is this lady so awful? Like, that's what they're thinking. So I, I can't wait to find out what other ones I, I refer to. Oh. Whatever you, whatever you call it, separating children from the group for a specified or even unspecified amount of time and expecting them to reflect on what they, what they've done. And um, all that other bullshit is, is not effective and it's punitive and it's, it's and, and it's icky. 
it's not even really effective for adults. Like it is not the same thing as being ostracized or being an asshole. You know, it is not <laughs> the same thing. It's, I mean, when you think like in context, like let's say in a marriage, okay. Sure. You and your spouse are having it out and they're really, really upset with you. Uh, this I, men should probably identify with this. Look, a um, okay, look, first, um, <laughs> I can't identify with this at all. This has never happened in my relationship, um, but go on. The other spell, you know, they're really upset with you, but you're not understanding, like, what is, the, what is the problem? Why are you so upset about this? But instead of that person, like, talking to you about what made them so upset and, like, well, what can you do differently in figuring it out together? Imagine if your spouse said, I'm not going to tell you, you just go somewhere else. I'm not talking to you until you can act the way I want you to. That would 100%, like all those friends would be like, you are in an abusive relationship and you need to get out of it. (laughs) You know, like, because it like, what sense does that make? Like, she didn't even tell me what I did wrong, but she wants me to change it. You know, like, I don't even understand why this is a big deal. And she like, adults can't do this. But we think if we make a really cute chair and give it a really stupid name, it's going to work for these kids. Renewal time. (laughs) Um, So beyond collecting um, new names for for time out, I've been I've been reading through some of these and I thought it might be fun to look um, uh, uh, listeners I'll and maybe I'll paste this into the show notes. So so people read it. So just this is I, I pulled out a couple random uh classroom management behavior management kind of sections from from parent handbooks and 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 look a parent handbook a policies and procedures manual whatever you're calling it for your early learning program a policy is basically the way you tell the world the people that are interacting in that environment this is what we do here and a procedure is telling them this is how we do it that's the purpose of policies and procedures um, to, 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 to keep it uh, really simple. And, and, and so the goal of these handbooks is to get everybody on the same page and help everybody understand how things are going to happen in this space. And, and, and even, even, I mean, even better would be why they're happening. So let's look at this one random one. This is from a, a, a center Based program. I'm trying. I'll, I'll try to. A couple of them I've got have names in them, but we'll try to edit those out. So, um, it says classroom management. We'll try to go through the sentence by sentence. So, if I don't, if I don't pause soon enough, if you have thoughts, stop me. Classroom management, because children are children, and discern and discerning right from wrong is a continual learning process. We will first talk to the child when unacceptable behavior occurs. Now, this is a program that um, served, I, I believe it was an infant to, to school age program. Um, the thing that is missing there right off the bat is there is no explanation about what the unacceptable behaviors are. Yeah. Like what is an unacceptable behavior? And talk is a very broad term. Sure. Um how would you, I, I, just as an adult navigating a work environment, for example, where you're going to get a talking to if you don't do what we want you to, don't behave appropriately, but we're not going to tell you in, in any way what appropriate is. What appropriate is. 
yeah it's like okay so what is unacceptable like speaking out of turn is that unacceptable or are we talking about slugging another kid like there's there's a big spectrum of what that might be yeah and and it's going to vary from if it's if it's not if it's not clarified what those unacceptable behaviors are uh it is going to vary from adult to adult and it's going to be whatever bothers me as an at adult at, yeah and at that time and so not only is it going to vary for, from adult to adult it's going to vary from time to time among those adults uh because yeah. there's there's no there's no way that there can be consistency throughout the program unless we spell out what at, at least broadly what those unacceptable behaviors are are um so if you're a three-year-old or a two-year-old trying to navigate that environment, how the fuck, how the holy fuck do you know when you're going to get a talking to? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, unacceptable. It's, especially if it's in something where the, the age ranges are so large. Mm-hmm. Like you might deem something unacceptable for an older kid that you would not for a younger kid. Like depending on where you're at, like the, I feel like everybody's lumped in. It's it almost feels like a trap. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know? I mean, absolutely. Um, it's, it's like who it's, wrote this? The YouTube management people, like it, it, do something we don't like. And and the like. other thing is because of the the vast age range of children that the giving a talking to to somebody that is pre-verbal yeah isn't going to do a lot language is not so great yet <laughs> yeah and and i mean even if you're 3 or 4 or 5 or 6 years old there are a lot of adults who adults who talk in language that children don't fully understand we we assume kids are 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 more language uh, adept than they are in in their younger years, and and so the talking to we're giving them might literally be stuff that they cannot process and understand. Yeah, and I think the other thing adults tend to do is make it so broad that the kid now still has no idea like what what exactly it was that was not right. Like I, I mentioned before, like how many times have I teacher be like, oh, well, I talked to them and they're still doing it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't want, I don't want to say like, well, what did you say? Cause that sounds like I'm, I'll just be like, oh, well, what did they say when you talk to them? Well, I told them, I asked them, is that a red behavior or a green behavior? And they told me it was a red one. I'm like, well, by the look on your face, they knew it was a red one. Clearly at this, they knew something red was happening, sure. but they, it, it, they're never like walked through exactly what it was or how they should have handled it it's just i told you uh well yeah and then and then somebody looks at nadine who just who just uh went on uh, ranting about a child that way and it's like nadine has been told she can't sneak out for a cigarette every 15 minutes um (laughs) uh dozens of time but that that doesn't change nadine's behavior um and and even even talking to a three-year-old like um brenda Brenda, we don't hit our friends at Happy Time Play School, um, and and Brenda's thinking, well, 
she's not my fucking friend. Yeah. Uh, she she's Forget she's the her. she's the hellhound who took away my scissors. Um yeah. and, Brenda's and like, so, yeah, that's why I didn't hit Allison over there. I hit Yeah, Allison is my friend. I didn't hit Allison. <laughs> um so so that I mean that's just a mess. So that that's the first sentence. We just spent eight minutes on it or something. Um uh next sentence. If it is a recurring problem, we may separate the child from the group in the classroom. We hope this will encourage the child to understand the importance of acceptable behavior patterns and will result in an early return to the group. You know, I hope, I hope a lot of things. Uh, very rarely do they come true. Yeah. Um, my, my, my hope to reality ratio is is way out of balance. And if, if that's your classroom management policy, I, I suspect that it it probably is going to be you're going to be as equally frustrated as I am with uh, with my hopes not turning into realities. Um, this, this one is annoying, too, because I feel like these are the same people that like won't put out certain toys or something like, that. like well, they'll just fight over them. Now, that's a perfect opportunity for kids to figure out about acceptable behavior patterns to other kids like oh when i do when i play with this that way the kids don't want to play with me anymore like that mm -hmm. is a natural consequence sure but they have taken that from them but instead they're just going to talk to them about about this oh. thing that that uh that that we don't know and then the recurring what does recurring mean yeah how it often mean is if it, recurring if, if it happens if it happens twice in the same morning if it happens twice in the same week uh what 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 does recurring mean there um and and what does separate the child from the group in the classroom mean um one of the problems with a lot of the handbooks I've been looking at are are the vagaries and 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 look you cannot spell out everything in detail um because that would be a document right. that was hundreds and hundreds of pages long and and even if you spelled out everything you could think of in detail you would miss things um yeah. but but creating policies that have some better defined guidelines would be really beneficial to a lot of early learning programs. Because one of the biggest complaints that I hear from caregivers, it, it, it all, all of the complaints, most of the complaints I hear um, circle back to some version of the people in this program aren't all on the same page about how things should be done. Yeah whether it's discipline or whether it's how they approach play or whether it's how they, how they move from the classroom to the playground there, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And so policies and procedures need to find this balance between not being overbearing, but not being so vague that nobody knows what the fuck it means. Yeah. And I think it is important to explain why you have come to the conclusion that you came, like why that is the procedure, why that is the policy. Like, but we hope this will is is not that 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 says <laughs> that basically says we don't freaking know, but this is what works for us. And we're hoping they get the hint, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how many how many four year olds have you have you uh, have you met who reflect on their behavior patterns? Oh, gracious. 
Hey, yeah. I, yeah. I, only as my, far my as... behavior, my behavior patterns have been a real mess. If yeah. I want to return to the group from, from wherever I am, um, I better, I better get my, get my shit in, in gear. I have, I have only ever seen that happen when it's between two like kids. I have never seen that happen when an, an adult teacher comes in and talks to a kid about, I have seen a kid shame and feel shame. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But sure. not didn't really reflect, just immediately thought, oh, I'm bad. That I've seen a lot of. Mm-hmm. But as far as actually reflecting, I have only ever seen it with kids and kids. Like, again, like kids like, oh, I want to play. And like, well, we don't want to play with you because you're mean. You keep bossing us around and taking our stuff. Well, I'm nice. I could be nice. And they're like, well, then stop taking our stuff. And it was like, <laughs> okay. Like, that kind of reflective you get, but it's not from an adult sitting you in timeout and telling you like, well, now you have to sit here. So just think about it. Yeah, I would I would argue that in most early learning settings, most children lack the brain development to understand the importance of acceptable behavior patterns. Um, yeah. it, it, they're just just physiologically they're cognitively not not there yet the wiring the wiring hasn't been wired so that's why yeah that's why i mean we got to figure out a way to all function in these environments together next paragraph the child will be asked to think about what he or she has or has not done and then decide when he or she is ready to return to the group um the amount of time I spend thinking about the stuff that I haven't done when I'm in um, in uh, uh, in my reflective happy chair, um, I mean, I could be there for hours. My my, I, I mean, hey, and and how 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 does that go? Um, hey, Benny, you're gonna have to be isolated from the group, and I want you to think about what you haven't done. <laughs> I mean, what the, what the yeah, hell? Has or has not done? What did I not do? Did I not pay my taxes? I don't own four. Like what? 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 I I have not done so many. I have I I have not been able to wipe my butt in in, in my whole life. I've never wiped my my own butt. I've, I've, there's so many things I haven't like, done. Yeah. I, um. It's like that it, meme it, that the one guy asked the kid like, "Oh, are you glad it's Friday?" And he was like, "I don't know. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what that means. I don't know anything." And I'm just confused all the time. And it's like same kid, you know, like that's. Like they don't know. And you are asking, you are asking for trouble with this one because undoubtedly there's the kid who again is getting old enough and kind of knows their limit that they don't want to be included in this class anymore. I know if I go push that kid over, I get to go sit by myself for a while. Yeah, sure. I get to get some alone time. And then it's always like, well, when you're ready to come back, but you know, that teacher knows when they want that kid back. Mm -hmm. That kid's not coming back. Like, no, I'm good. I'm still sitting. Thanks. Yeah, I'm still reflecting on what I haven't done. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you're not. Come on. Like, it never works. If the problem cannot be resolved between the teacher and the child, uh uh-oh, or if the unacceptable behavior continues, the teacher may call the parent and share what is happening. Um, look, that's fucking ageist. I, I think if you're going to have a rule like that, the child should be able to call a parent, um, and, and, and complain about what's happening too. Um, so many of these that I've, I've read 
all of the work, all of the pressure is put on the children. It's it, none yeah. of them say, hey, or some very rarely do they say anything along the lines of if there are continued behavior problems, adults will pause and reflect about what they have or haven't done. Um, and yeah, I would imagine. argue that that's exactly what should be happening in early learning environments, because the adults are the ones that are um, in control of those environments. And so if a child is is behaving in a, a way that the adult doesn't find acceptable, maybe they need to change the environment so that they can accept that behavior because there are things going on that are 100% developmentally appropriate um, that are being, that are being punished. Kids are, kids are throwing stuff. Yeah. Well, trajectory schema is an actual thing and kids are, are wired to explore the world through, through throwing and observing how things move through space. So children are wired to, to run and spin and roll and flip and, and throw things. And those be, those get labeled as bad or unacceptable behaviors. And then the, the, the child is, is penalized for, for trying to develop. Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare you? try to figure yeah, the world how, out how, i will tell you what the world is and then you will sit in that chair and reflect on it like, how dare you try to try try to wire your vestibular and proprioceptive senses um yeah uh, you go sit in that chair i just can't uh, uh, yeah pretty much and it's it's so often they were we're so quick to be like well they know they know what they're supposed to do or they know that's not allowed it's like, okay, I hear that you set a clear boundary, but what have you done to help them develop the skills to be able to respect that boundary? Like, what have you done? Like, yeah. well, and, and the blank stares you get when you ask people that. I actually had an itinerant teacher. Um, I had, I might've told the story before um, that I had like a kiddo and he was like, well, I, I he goes, I know. And he, he had gotten to know me at that point in time. He's like, I don't know. He's like, and it wasn't me complaining about this child, I will point out. I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I, I could give you the red choices and the green choices, but I know you're not a fan. And I said, I will meet you halfway. I said, if you would like to give me those so I can give him, um, you know, the child a, a clear, like a clear vision of what we're asking. Mm -hmm. I said, fine. I said, but how do I help him build the skills he needs to be able to meet that expectation? And it was like crickets. <laughs> you know, he had never been asked that question before. And I was like, well, you can tell me all day long that you want me to run, you know, a, a, a five minute mile. But I'm not going to be able to do it. Your your expectation was very clear. Yeah. But I. Yeah you know, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a look, I'm not going to judge this as a bad classroom management policy. I'm just saying a, a better option might be to start with some sort of preamble about we are going to create an environment supportive of the developmental level of the children in this space. And then maybe go into a little bit of detail about that. And, and, and then maybe mention some things, cause, cause look, there are some, some behaviors that are, are, are truly troublesome. 
uh, yeah. if, if, if kids are truly being aggressive or violent, uh, those kind of things, but first say, Hey, we're going to meet every, we're going to, we're going to keep this space on a developmental level and make sure they, the kids are, are that the things the kids are wired to do at this age are the things that they get to do. And then yeah. here's some of the things that are maybe not acceptable that we're going to try to try to police and try to prevent. Um, and here are some non-punitive strategies for doing those. But basically that last sentence I read, if the problem cannot be resolved between the teacher and the child, or if the unacceptable behavior continues, the teacher may call the parent and share what is happening. That means I'm going to tell your mom. It's it's basically saying yeah. we're going to tattle. I'm telling. Yeah. 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 I mean, tattletale. How, how narc, how, how, I mean, in the real world, how, how well does that work? Let me, I, I need to talk to your manager. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I've actually heard, I'm, I'm laughing. So I'm thinking of a kid who I, I actually overheard a kid saying like, she's, you know, oh, she's going to tattle to my mom, like about the teacher. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, I mean, kids are smart. That's exactly what it is. All right. So the last sentence of this is discipline and guidance are consistent and are based on the understanding of individual needs and development, promoting self-discipline and acceptable behavior. That that not, sounds really nice, but there's but we're nothing- we're not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> there's nothing in there that indicates that it is indeed going to be consistent or based on an understanding of individual child's right. needs or development. Um, and, and look, the program might actually do those things in practice, and- they need to be spelled out clearly in the document you're giving parents to help them understand what happens in the program. Uh, and and look, there's there's enough buzzy buzzwords in here that Ooh, most parents yeah. are going to be content with this. Yeah. But but really, that two paragraphs does it mean anything? Uh, we're going to put your kid in time out if they get us mad. That's basically. What I mean, that's is. that's what it seems to say. So, look, um, is this Jeff being a dick again? Probably to some extent, I guess. But if we if we want some sort of harmony in the daily practice of programs, uh, it's going to be more likely that 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 will be possible if everybody involved in that program, all of the adults at least, are on the same page about what we do here and how we do it, which is the job of the handbooks. And when policies are written like that, like what we've just spent half an hour going through, um, there, there is no clarity. Now, I mean, I mean staff yeah. are from person to person are going to be confused about that. Parents are not going to really know what's going on. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a clusterfuck when it comes to day-to-day -day group management. Yeah. And then you wonder why uh, like kid turnovers, like kids going from like if it's divided by ages, like kid going from one age group to an, oh, I have a different teacher now. Well, now it means a whole different set of rules. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, there's something wrong. He gets so upset at the beginning of every year. No kidding, because they just changed. Every like as adults, we get mad when they rearrange the grocery store. But, you, you know, you think that a kid's like whole outline rules of how he's allowed to be he or she's allowed to be in that space like constantly changes and you don't think that's like jarring but again we put that on the kid not on the adults yeah like oh yeah. they don't transition well <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah because we yank <laughs> them out of their comfortable environment yeah. and throw them into some place something that's completely unknown and they they don't they, they sure they still struggle yeah. with that want to like um, throw those people out of a moving car but like you did not transition well out of that <laughs> Yeah, you you're supposed to you know tuck your roll. You got to tuck your yeah, tuck your limbs in and roll when you get thrown out of a vehicle. 
Um, and there so, are frameworks available for people like, well, how do I write down? I mean, there are frameworks that will show you like how you tackle like even some of the more like seriously aggressive behaviors. Like if you look into Dr. Ross Green, you know, if you like conscious discipline has a pretty decent like how it's done. So it's not like it's nowhere. Like you, yeah. you're starting blank. You're the first person to write this down. You know, there's there are templates out there that yeah. can actually walk you through not just the what what to do when it happens but what what do you do before listeners i don't know what you did before listening to this episode but i can tease you about what we're going to talk about when uh, carol and i back together which is which is more of the same because i've got a a discipline policy and procedures that's got seven steps seven numbered steps so this is bound to be more organized and, oh. and thoughtfully laid out than what we've what we've just gone through um i would like to, to throw this out there maybe instead of having discipline policies and behavior management policies and group management policies um maybe what we should start thinking of is uh social emotional development policies um yeah. and 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 framing it with with that kind of terminology so that we we understand better that our job isn't isn't punitive when it comes to children's behavior and group management our job is instructional and supportive um as we as we help them navigate this very confusing time where where they are thrown into an environment full of other human beings who they cannot yet effectively communicate and and interact with. I mean, it's it's really it's really hard. It's a hard time to to be a kid it's in those environments. And our job is to help them navigate yes. that. And I think you know people are like, well, discipline is important. It's like, yes, I absolutely agree. Discipline is of the utmost importance, but discipline means to teach, not to punish. Boom! Mic drop. <laughs> This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast so with prolific. the words bar and grill in the title. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.